0: The very last pasuk in our parsha mentions that the Yishev Yisrael be'Eretz Mitzrayim be'Eretz Goyim, v'yehachazuba v'yfru yibumayid. On the language of the the the, the word le'echos means to grasp, to grab. Rashi says that Am Yisrael had a certain grasp of the land. The rabbi explains in the in the in the sicha. That that grasp of the land was actually on a certain level an inheritance of the land because Parai, when Avraham and Sarah went down to Mitzrayim, Parai actually gave Eretz goshen to Sarah. So that Am Yisrael has a certain Yerusha, a certain inheritance and connection to the land of Goshen. The Medrash says something completely different. The Medrash says the Lushan Ahuza Lechoiz is that we were, so to speak, held, held captive there. Lechos that we were achuz, we were held captive in that land, which represents the notion of the gullus of Mitzrayim. In general, we obviously have to relate our pasuk to the basic prophecy that Avram Avinu had, where Avram Avinu was told that his children would be in a land, the sher loy that's not theirs for four hundred years. Now, the the four hundred years, etc., that's all a function of a of a certain accounting, a certain cheshben that can be understood relative to different explanations for the birth of Yitzhak, etc. But they're supposed to be in a land that's not theirs. Well, according to Rashi, if it's a, on a certain level a land that we were, in, that we inherited and had a very tight connection to, so then why exactly is it a land that's not theirs? And of course on a deeper level, why indeed, is this land and does this land have anything to do with the idea of Golas? the idea of going into a place that's very much not ours and, and experiencing a certain descent that was for the purpose of an ascent, ultimately the ge'ula, Yetzias mitzrayim, getting back out of mitzrayim to Eretz Israel. So how does Rashi's pshat relate to that idea? And, of course, we see that Rashi's pshat seems to be very, very different than the Medrash in general. The Rebbe is very careful to make sure that we understand that all different explanations of the same verse in the Torah must have some connection one to the other, whereas these two seem to be very, very opposite one to the other. In a lengthy sicha, the Rebbe explains that in this problem regarding the, the language of Achuzah. In that itself we see the true meaning and the true depth of what Golis is really all about. On one hand, Golis is definitely a descent to a lower level of reality. And as much as Am Yisrael has a certain connection to Eretz Gershon, to the extent that Parah gave it to Sarah and it can be understood as our Yerusha and our Ahuza, still it's not Eretz Yisrael. It's not the place that a Kodesh Baruch looks upon from moment to moment from the beginning of the year to the end of the year it's not Eretz Yisrael as much as it might not be a place of negativity and interestingly enough at the beginning of our sojourn in Mitzrayim it was in no way shape or form negative and we expressed the hard work of Gullus through the hard work of very very serious spiritual work of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, and in that way, we express the avedikasha, the difficult work, in a positive spiritual way. After the passing of Yaakov, and his children, so then our our time in mitzvah took on a completely different character, and it became a time of slavery, a time of tremendous pain, a time of, a time of avedikasha, of difficult work in gashmis and physicality. That is very much the idea of being held captive, because Gullus has both of these aspects to it. On one hand, the panemius of Gullus, the inner meaning of Gullus, is it's simply that state that's necessary to bring about the more positive state, that state being and 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 that's the, so to speak, positive aspect of Gullus. But of course, in a revealed sense, Gullus is a time of tremendous pain and affliction. And so, On one hand, Golas is ultimately about the Yerusha. It's about the ultimate inheritance that we go into Golas to elevate the sparks that exist there and somehow take ownership of a certain aspect of the place that we are to elevate it to a state of Kedush and bring it back to Eretz Yisrael. There's that aspect of the Ahuza, but there's also the fact that we're held captive. And that captivity is the external expression of Golas. There's no question. That we're held in captivity. But in that captivity, we always have to understand that there's also the panemius of gullus. There's that aspect of Golas where we're involved in something that ultimately produces positive results. In the second Sicha that's being learned this week, in the Sicha that talks about Asarbatevus, also in, in the 15th Chaluk of Lukute Sichas, so the rabbi explains a very interesting aspect of these fast days. Asar is being the first of four fast days which commemorate the destruction of the Temple. In the Rambam, the Rambam discusses regarding these four fast days that they will be transformed into days of joy and gladness of heart, sussan and simchon. Not only does the Rambam mention this, but this is brought also in the Torah and in Shulchan Arach. The Rebbe asks a very, very interesting question. In addition to dealing with this at great length and with with tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, clarification, the Rebbe explains, asks a question regarding the tour and the Shulchan It's understandable that the Rambam would mention that these fast days are turned into days of joy or ultimately days of joy and it's not just that they stop being fast days they ultimately are transformed into times of joy and not only the days but actually the fast itself becomes an expression of joy in the second period of Yemez as the Rebbe explains at great length in the Sikh. but why is it the Rebbe asks that Tur and Shulchan Aruch mention in their books, which are halachic books, and don't include halachas of Yemais Mashiach like the Rambam, why do they include in their books also the mention that these fast days will turn into days of sarsen and Simch, days of joy? Again, in the Rambam that's understandable because the Rambam also includes Hilkos Mashiach in his book, but the Torah and, and and the Torah the, the and Shulchan Aruch do not include the laws of Yumais Mashiach, as a matter of fact, many of the laws that will be relevant in the times of Mashiach are not discussed at all in Torah and Aruch. The laws of tithing, etc., that are relevant there to Israel. So why would they mention this about these fast days? The Rabbi says something absolutely fascinating. It's true that they don't talk about the days of Mashiach but they want us to understand how to relate to the fast day, even in the days of Golas. That the panemius of the fast day, the true character of the fast day, as much as in the days of Golas it's a day of affliction, because we're fasting, and it's not particularly enjoyable, but the true nature of that day is that it commemorates both a day that will be a day of joy because in the times of Mashiach these will be days of joy but the fast itself also ultimately is an expression of joy because the fast itself is connected to the geula that arises from the golos because just as in our sicha relative to the notion of the ahuza we learn that the panemius of the golos the inner meaning of Golas is to ultimately bring about the ga'ula. It's to bring about an elevation of the reality of Golas to bring the ga'ula, So to the fast. The true meaning of the fast is it's really a celebration of ga'ula. And when we enter into the fast with that understanding, even though we're talking about the fast that we're doing in Gulas, the fast takes on it's a completely different character. And the tshuva of the fast day, takes upon itself a completely different character this is in line with what the Rebbe teaches us about the relationship between gollus and gaula that how do we transform the Gaula, the gollus into gaula there's only one letter missing from the word Gaula to transform it into gaula and that's the aleph and the aleph represents alufer shalelem akadosh baruch himself when we bring into the gollus a revelation of godliness, the revelation of a Kodesh Baruch we transform the golus into ge'ula. And in both Sikhas, we see very, very clearly the external reality of the golus, that we're held captive, we're fasting, but the internal reality of the golus, that it's really simply a veneer, and the panemius of the golus is the ge'ula that sprouts from it. So the fast day on one hand can be joyful because we understand that the fast day is simply the means to get from the Golas to the Geula. And the Ahuza, the being held captive, is ultimately a precursor for the Ahuza, the Yerusha, the inheritance, the elevation of the reality of Golas to Geula, the imposition and the, the revelation of the Aleph in Geula to produce Geula, the revelation of godliness in the world at large. That's very much based on what we do and how we relate to the reality of Gullus. And as we learned last week, only our bodies are in Gullus and not our souls, and therefore we have the possibility to transform the Gullus into Geula. It should happen speedily in our days.